Welcome back to the Sustainability Podcast, where we talk about how we all have the ability to contribute to sustainable actions in our everyday lives. Y'all, I have been waiting to record this podcast because I am just so excited to have my friend and role model, Sophie Phillips, on the show with us today. Sophie is state representative for District 18 here in Delaware, but I actually have known Sophie for a few years as we met through the Miss Delaware Scholarship Organization during my first year of competing, and soon after, she served as our Miss Delaware 2021. During her year of service and beyond, she has been an advocate for sustainability, but especially environmental justice, which you will hear more about from her during this episode on this crucial topic. So without any further ado, welcome Sophie. It is so great to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, for sure. It is such an honor. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself to get us started? Sure. I am currently a state representative for District 18 in Delaware. For those of you who are from Delaware, it's like the Christiana Mall, Christiana Hospital area. We always like to explain a little bit what that means. I have my master's in energy and environmental policy and my undergrad in environmental and marine science. So I have that, you know, strong science background and that policy background, which has helped a lot in this new job. Um, And then on top of my legislator job, I'm also a wildlife ecologist with a consulting company. So I still get to do my outdoor science stuff too. That is so wonderful to hear. I I actually, I didn't even know you were still like an ecologist on top of this all. So that is so wonderful. Um, So I would love to hear a little bit more about um, like your representative role for District 18. So can you tell me a little bit about your goals while you're in office and kind of the main points there? Absolutely. I am on five committees to start. I am the vice chair of the Energy and Natural Resource Committee. So a lot of my goals are surrounded around energy and environmental policy. We have an environmental package coming out on May 2nd. So by the time this airs, it'll already be out, which is very exciting. Um, So there are uh, bills to do with electric vehicles, um, with greenhouse gas goals, which we haven't had in Delaware. So that's going to be really exciting to finally have greenhouse gas goals and to have a climate action plan so we can start moving in the right direction. I also work in domestic violence. So I have a couple of domestic violence bills and will be focusing a lot of my efforts in office on that as well. I'm on the education committee. So I do look a lot at education policy too. But my my main goals are around domestic violence and, yeah, just making sure that we're being sustainable and we are taking care of our environment and the people that are most vulnerable to climate change. Oh, that is a hefty agenda, but I love hearing all about the sustainability-centered goals, especially as kind of like reflecting on what I've learned in school about how there's so much missing infrastructure um, in the sustainability kind of you know, climate action plan, I guess. Um, So I'm so excited to see everything launching so soon. Um, So genuine question, were you always interested in running for office or was there like a recent moment when you realized it was like a calling? I actually wanted to be a park ranger and I totally still do. That dream has not gone away. I was asked to run an office in March of 2022, I believe it was. Yeah, it was last year. 
time flies, um, by the Democratic Party. And at that point, I was getting my master's. I had two jobs. I was still Miss Delaware and the Miss America organization. So there was a ton going on, but I decided to do it because of my work as Miss Delaware. You know, I worked a ton with community members and I heard their stories of not having access to their policymakers and really knowing what their communities needed, but not having that access to be able to make any change. So I decided it would be the best idea to take advantage of an opportunity that doesn't come around very often. So I, I really think that was the moment when I finally, you know, was asked to run and had to fully dive into it and think about if it was right for me. And I'm so grateful that I took the leap and I'm honestly loving this job so much already. So do you have any advice, I guess, for any young people out there that are interested in going into government or politics? Because I know it's such a big leap to take, um, but I know I like look up to you in every regard. And I know I've been like even more interested, even though I'm still young, um, in like running one day. So do you have any advice for someone that may be interested? I think it's all about community work and making sure that you're really connected with people in your state and within your own community, because that's when you find out, you know, what people actually care about and what those needs are. And I think that's what motivates all of us to end up wanting to run for office is knowing what those issues are and trying to come up with solutions to them. So that's always my first step for anybody that's interested is really get involved in your community and see, you know, what groups are out there that need volunteers, even see if one of your policy makers needs an intern. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. We are always looking for an intern for my aid. Um, and we have only a couple of people so far that are even interested in that, but that gives you firsthand access to how the policy process works. So I think if you're interested, look at what opportunities are out there, look at what community groups are out there and really try to dive into it as much as possible. That is wonderful advice. Thank you so much. So switching it up a little bit, going back to kind of the environmental points. Um, I know you have like expansive work with environmental justice. Um, and that's something that really interests me because kind of all of your work in that has opened my eyes to what our community in Delaware needs and changes that need to be made in the environmental justice realm. So can you tell us a little bit more exactly about what environmental justice means for those who are listening that might not know? Yeah. So environmental justice is when people who are black and um, black indigenous and other people of color are basically subject to harsh environmental conditions and pollution, and they're going to be the ones most impacted by climate change. So when you're looking at environmental justice, really look at low-income communities, look at people of color, and look at those systemic issues that have placed people where they are, and then look at climate change, look at environmental issues, and see how they're impacting those people uh, in specific. Um, I think, you know, the most important thing when looking at environmental justice is the communities and really getting to know them and what they need and what they want, because they'll tell you. I think a lot of times we go in as title holders or, you know, I don't know, even policymakers not really understanding communities. And we try to come up with solutions, but they're never going to work if you don't talk to communities first and you don't see what they really need. So that's what I worked on as Miss Delaware is really building those relationships and making sure that I was asking communities what they want and not just going in with my own ideas and pushing it on them. So I think that's really important for all of us to remember. No, absolutely. And making those personal connections kind of is is even more important because I think what this podcast is all about too is like seeing how one small action or something like that can really make a change. Um, and making those personal connections and those relationships are making a change because you're able to listen, you know, um, like being 
being quick to listen, but slow to respond, I think is kind of like something that I've kind of taken up um, a lot as a title holder. So, um, but on the environmental justice note, it's not a stated global goal um, for the guidance of the United Nations. And that's something I talk a lot about on this podcast too, is like United Nations goals, but this is something that is much bigger than any like singular goal. This is something that is all encompassing and it's crucial and growing sustainably as it's holistically representative in all forms of sustainability with a social and nature-based focus, especially in the decision-making processes of today, as many marginalized communities are disproportionately affected by the climate crisis. So for those at home listening, how do you think they can be involved in the environmental justice movement? I know you talked a little bit about like seeing what their community needs, but what are some other things that they can get involved, maybe some resources for them? Definitely joining environmental justice groups. I know in Delaware alone, there are three or four different environmental justice groups. There are also um, open space and preservation groups. There are all these community groups that have been working on this issue for a long time and have a ton of resources just within their own groups. So I think it's it's really worth even going on Facebook and seeing what groups you can find in your area. I think too, I did an environmental justice series when I was Miss Delaware and to find those resources I literally just Googled environmental justice issues in whatever state I was looking at. And you could see those community groups pop up immediately. And then within those community groups, they had their own resources about all the issues going on within their state. So if you're really interested in getting involved in environmental justice related issues, simply Google environmental justice issues in whatever state you're in, and you'll see so many resources pop up. It was extremely helpful for me. And that's how I got involved in the environmental justice groups within Delaware. That's awesome. I definitely will link some of those um, in the show notes as well for listeners. Um, But switching up once again, we've already touched on Miss America a little bit, but I actually met Sophie almost three years ago now um, when I competed in my first local right out of high school um, within the Miss America organization. I knew absolutely no one when I joined the scholarship organization, but from the moment um, Sophie and I were actually both crowned at that local, Sophie has truly become an incredible role model as I watched her make such a positive impact on Delaware through her social impact initiative while having crucial conversations about environmental justice on the Miss America stage which really I don't think has ever been done before. So Sophie, while I know your year of service as Miss Delaware is over, I'd love to hear about your favorite experience as our state title holder and how you would encourage more people to become involved in this scholarship organization. So I have a couple that stand out to me. One is the community garden events. We had two um, in Southbridge, Wilmington, which is an environmental justice community. They're plagued by food insecurity and flooding and excess heat. They don't really have any green space. So I knew I wanted to focus my efforts there. And like I said, talking to community groups is the most important thing. So I went to the Southbridge big community group and asked them you know, what help they needed. And they pointed to this community garden that had been overrun and just was not really functional anymore. So um, we had a big event. I believe it was on 9-11, actually. I'll remember that always because um, the person who owns the garden is so grateful that we did this, that we actually went with his idea. Because I think, you know, when you're a community member and you're not used to having people listen to you, when somebody actually does, it's really exciting. So he'll always say to me, like, 9-11 was the day that we met. Like, this is honestly like one of the greatest moments of my life because because you listened to me and you decided that you were going to use whatever money came from Volunteer Delaware that was going to go to this garden. So I'll always remember that date in my head because of that. Um, But it was really special because 
there was a bunch of community kids that came out and helped, you know, learn how to put this garden together and how to weed and how to mow the lawn, how to do all these little, you know, things that go into creating a community garden. Um, and they're obviously also like their parents were there, grandparents were there. There were just people of all generations helping out on this one community garden that was made to feed the entire community of Southbridge. So that was incredibly exciting. And within that, there was a little boy, LJ, who was the man who owns the garden's grandson. And we got really close. I consider him like a little brother. He's what, eight now. And he always FaceTimes me and like asked me to hang out. <laughs> Like, bro, like, you know, he's my little brother. I love him so much. Um, and we got him involved in dance because he had never had dance lessons before. So it's just these connections that you never think that you're going to make either as a title holder or just like, I don't know, helping out a community garden. Like you never think you're going to have these experiences. So for me, that obviously stands out big time, those relationships that I still have today because of that. The other two are workshops that I created for young women, specifically in Wilmington. We had one that focused on basically confidence and um, we gave out free dresses at that time. And a lot of the girls got so much out of it that they decided to come to the next one. They had so much fun, you know, having leaders in the community come out and want to help them, you know, gain that confidence. So the next time they went into an interview room or just walking down the hallway in school that they'd, you know, feel comfortable in their skin, feel comfortable in who they are. And that meant the world to me that it actually worked. Um, so the next workshop that we had was about interview and resume building and networking. And there's one little girl in particular, because she's not little anymore. She's 16. Oh my goodness. Um, she's fully taken advantage of all the skills that she's learned. She's applied to so many different internships. I got a text from her today asking about coming to legislative hall to watch the policy process. So when she's old enough, she can run for office. So it's, it was just so exciting seeing a workshop that you created that you had the idea for blow up into something that has actually inspired somebody to, you know, apply to those internships to, you know, move on um, with their passions. It's just, oh, it was great. Those experiences obviously stand out to me so much. Um, and I could talk about them forever. So I'll stop, but I, man, it's so great being a title holder, local title holder, state title holder, national, everything. It's fantastic. I love hearing about them so much because obviously I was, you know, watching on social media as I was attending some of those events and I just, you're just a true role model and kind of encompass that everything that this organization is because, you know, we are earning scholarship money, but we're also like empowering more people to follow their dreams and their passions. And then you were also following your passion while doing that. So I just love that so much. And I really admired um, your entire year of service, but also just who you are. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing all of your wonderful work, especially in how you are contributing to a more sustainable future. Um, it has truly been an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. This is such a great idea. Thank you. Of course. So, and thank you listeners for tuning in and make sure to tune in next time for our next conversation in the interview series. Remember that you have the ability to contribute to sustainable actions and to build a better tomorrow today.